Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 191 of the Running Rogue podcast. This is your host, Chris McClung, coming to you from Austin, Texas. Excited to be chatting with you today. We're going to be discussing finding purpose during the pandemic. Last week on my episode where I talked about building back your fitness for those who might have been away, one of the tips in there was making sure that you spent time thinking about and finding purpose right now, which can be difficult given the cancellation of races and the uncertainty of the future racing calendar, especially in light of Chicago canceling their race today. And so I actually wanted to drill down in on that tip and talk about some reasons, some some things you might find purpose in, and also talk about some ways to connect with that purpose and to find motivation during this uncertain time. So we're going to get into all of that to hopefully give you some motivation as we take a look down this uncertain and and empty racing calendar for the fall and we don't know exactly when those big city races those big city marathons will be able to return so we'll get to that in a second but i want to start with some current events because we did actually have some races happening in the world of running that you need to be aware of some some pretty electric results going on this past weekend particularly from the bowerman track club that put on their own interest squad meet and they were able to do that in oregon and so we'll talk a little bit about current events. also want to talk briefly about the Chicago cancellation, which came down today, and then we'll jump into our main topic. But first, some exciting news on the running front. We had some races happening, two particularly that I was following, or two mini-meets that I was following, one that happened in Oregon, one that happened in Utah. And the one in Oregon was an intra-squad meet with the Bowerman Track Club where those athletes were able to race each other pace each other and and end up with some amazing results including an american record in the 5k shelby houlihan ran a 14 23 to better her american record but in the 5k by by 10 seconds she beat her teammate carissa schweischer who ran just three seconds back also in under american record time to run a time of 14 26 and now shelby is number 12 on the all-time list behind number one, Turnish Dababa, who has run a 14.11. For those that want to understand how fast a 14.23 is for a 5K, that's running just under 70-second laps, which is pretty darn amazing. And she was able to do that and looked actually fairly relaxed and closed well at the end after being paced early on by her teammates, which says to me that she's got a little bit more in the tank, potentially, especially if she was in a rabbited race with perhaps competition that can run even faster than 1423. So really, really impressive result from Shelby Houlihan, Shelby Houlihan, especially given the fact that you have to imagine training has been slightly less than ideal during this pandemic time. So amazing results there. Bowerman continues to, to dominate and especially the women just keep putting up amazing results. And so that was combined with a men's race where Mohamed, the Canadian runner, ran a Canadian national record and ran the fastest 5K ever run on U.S. soil. He ran a 12.47 to break 13 minutes and really crushed that Canadian record. 
just ahead of his teammate Lopez Lamont, who broke 13 minutes for the first time, running at 12.58. So absolutely amazing times, and I think these times pretty much solidified Jerry Schumacher as the greatest, at least U.S. 5K coach ever because his athletes now dominate the, the top lists, at least in the U.S., for both men and women. Really impressive results. Cool that they were able to pull this race off. The athletes actually had to take a COVID test before racing in order to be able to participate. And so they were able to do that safely. And, of course, there was no crowds and other personnel that were there had to wear a mask and keep their distance to keep this uh, safe. But pretty cool to see this return to action for track and field and to see groups getting creative about how to pull off these types of things. You also had a meet that was run in Utah where a lot of the NAZ elite athletes under coach Ben Rosario were able to participate. They also had to take COVID tests before they were able to participate. And then you had, at least on the women's side, the, the well, when men and women's side, the NAZ elite athletes dominated the, the meet. On the women's side, Kellen Taylor and Stephanie Bruce went 1-2 with Lauren Packett in third to round out the sweep for the NAZ elite crew. And then on the men's side, you had domination as well with NAZ athletes, Dylan Maggard and Rory Linkletter going one, two on the men's side. Interestingly though, both of those races were actually over a minute slower in terms of finishing times than the race in Oregon from the Bowerman crew. And so if I'm if I'm an elite athlete looking at what's going on with Bowerman, it's just probably blowing my mind. I can't even imagine what Kellen and Steph must think seeing those times from Shelby and Carissa because they ran impressive races for sure, but were a minute slower in a 5K, which just has to be has to be daunting to think about. Fortunately for Kellen and Steph, I believe that those two athletes will focus on the 5K and the trials while Kellen and Steph will be heading for the 10K. So hopefully for them, that means they just don't have to face them and that can be a consolation. But it's pretty damn impressive from the Bowman crew what they're able to accomplish. But also cool overall and kudos to everybody involved for getting these meets to happen, for doing it safely, for having the ability to get testing so that they could, these meets could happen. Because I do think the track, just like other sports can potentially come back if it's done creative creatively so that you know so that we can get some energy around the sport and also potentially give an outlet for these elites to go race and get some get some at least US Olympic qualifying time trials done. So that's what we had as up quick updates from the racing action, which is a lot of fun because it's been a while. Other than virtual races, we haven't had that opportunity to talk about real races in the better part of four months. So so there you go. That's that. Let's also talk about, before we chat about my topic for the day, let's talk about the cancellation of the Chicago Marathon. This one had been coming for a while, and I think everybody anticipated that that cancellation would become would, would be coming. I'm not sure why it took so long. That would be my only critique of Chicago that it just took this long to actually make the announcement. It seems like the writing has been on the wall for this for well over a month. 
and it's they should have, in my opinion, frankly, announced the cancellation a little bit sooner. Not sure what was going on behind the scenes, but ultimately they get the decision right. And I would and I would think that athletes still have plenty of time to kind of course correct and adjust with this new news. Also, kudos to them for offering full refunds for those who wanted it, and then they're or they're offering a deferral to one of the next three years for those that would prefer to take that option. So you can get a full refund or you can get a deferral to 2021, 22, or 23 if you so choose. So that falls in line with some of the other majors that had also been offering refunds or deferrals. And you got to appreciate that they were able to do that because that's not easy for any race to offer. And so hopefully that, that provides a little bit of consolation for those that were signed up for those races. Now, what does that mean? It means we're gradually losing more and more big races from the fall racing calendar. I suppose it's not completely empty yet, as I believe the Marine Corps is one example of a race that's, that hasn't canceled yet. And certainly there are some later in the fall that are still on the calendar. It is my personal opinion based on reading the tea leaves that we probably won't see a major city marathon happening, at least in the U.S., until next spring at the earliest, even if that can happen. It's going to require one of two things. As I talked about, I think in last week's episode, it's going to require either a vaccine that allows us to protect the population or potentially rapid testing in a way that you could quickly test yourself, have to prove that you've got a negative test before you are able to line up. And if we have that capability to have a $15 at home test, for example, that you could get the results right there, which from what I hear, theoretically, those things are out there or in development, then that could potentially be a way that we could have races happening if you were to able, if you're able to prove that you were healthy, just like those athletes that did this weekend for the meets that I just talked about. But it leaves us with the challenge of staying motivated during this time. And like many of us, I know we're motivated by being able to line up for that next goal, to have that next carrot, to have that next race on the calendar, to give you something to shoot for. And without that, it can be difficult to stay motivated. So let's talk about my topic for today, which is finding purpose during the pandemic. And I can relate a little bit of a personal story here, which is that when I first started training for races, back when I just graduated from college, was initially training. My first big race to train for was Chicago Marathon in 2000. I didn't end up racing that race because I got a stress fracture. Came back in 2001 in Chicago and ran my first marathon. But that would start a cycle for me that lasted for probably my first five or six years of running consistently, where I was very motivated by the next goal, the next carrot. And if I didn't have a race on the calendar, then oftentimes I wouldn't really be training. I might do some casual running, but I wasn't consistently training year round. And I would have big chunks of time as a result, might be two or three months where I was effectively not consistently running. And I found that that became a severe limiter for me in terms of my ability to reach my potential because I was having to rebuild my base fitness every time I wanted to build towards a new goal. 
And so I would kind of take two steps forward and one step back. When I finished a race until I had that next carrot out there. And so, so I adapted by learning that I always had to put a carrot out there because that's how, what motivated me. I was motivated by the competition, the ability to compete with myself. So I learned and I adapted, but over time, what was better, more sustainable for me was to fall in love with running in other ways that weren't so motivated by the carrot of competition or the carrot of that goal or that race to go after. And so now I have a host of reasons why I run that extend well beyond having a race out there. I'm, I'm extremely appreciative of that. It's taken a long time to develop some of those things, but now I'm able to lean on those things in this time to kind of stay motivated and keep getting out there and keep training. And so I want to talk about some reasons, some purposes that you could latch on to right now. I'm going to give five of those. And then I'm going to talk about some tools that you can tap into to put those purposes, those reasons into action and to stay motivated during this time because I know it's going to be hard and it's also probably going to come in waves for you. You're going to have times when you're rearing, you're ready to go. You're able to, to knock out those runs without thinking about it. And then there's going to be other times when you're not as motivated, when you get down on yourself, when you miss a couple of days, which spiral into more days missed, which spiral into a, maybe a couple of weeks off. And then suddenly you're looking at that hurdle of climbing back out of kind of losing some fitness and then that becomes overwhelming and perhaps pushes you further into a little bit of a spiral. And so the reality is we're all going to have these moments. Even the best of us are going to have moments when we're struggling with motivation. And so I just wanted to put out there some thoughts, some ideas, and some tools for you to use to stay motivated because I do think that we're going to have to be in this mode of being really self-motivated and not externally motivated by races for a little while. As I said, my, my guess, my prediction, you know, I'm not an expert, but I'm a pundit, I guess, is that we won't see major city marathons happening until next spring at the very earliest, earliest. So we've got, you know, at least perhaps another nine months to grind through before we can really have some certainty again and maybe longer. So it's going to take being creative with our purpose and and really digging into some of those other reasons to run. So let me give you five that I think about that I think for me at varying times kind of tug at my heart towards the sport. And then I'll give you five tools as well to put to use to stay motivated right now. So five potential purposes to latch onto. The first, perhaps the simplest, is learning to run just because you can. Learning to really lean into running just because you can. And that sounds maybe simple, maybe a little bit cliche, but what does it mean? To me, it means really leaning into what comes with the ability to move through space like we're able to do. So what does that mean? And and for me, it has meant, it's been something, especially early on in the pandemic, the early couple of months that I was really leaning on, was finding gratitude in the little things 
that running brought me. The ability to enjoy an early spring, a beautiful perhaps mid-morning run on a Sunday where the birds were chirping, the sun was out, the temperatures weren't yet too hot, and I could get it done and feel really good about it and just relishing in that ability to move your body that way and to find gratitude and the little things that come with it, the ability to maybe have your senses heightened around the things you're observing on the run. Perhaps it means really enjoying the ability to feel good, to have the health benefits that come with getting out there. Perhaps it's about what comes after the run and enjoying the, the, the meal that comes afterwards, that feeling of satisfaction, maybe the nap on the Saturday after the long run that comes post of it because you become, that comes post run because you have that just right amount of fatigue from doing work in the morning and just really leaning into the gratitude of what comes when you're able to move through space that way. Another example I have found during this time is being more observant on my runs and and noticing things around my city that I haven't noticed before, whether that be a cool house and its architecture, whether that be a mural on a wall, whether that be a street name that I hadn't seen that I thought was cool, and or maybe streets that I hadn't run on before that allowed me to explore this city in a different way but it's really leaning into all the things with that come with running just because you can do it and having gratitude for those things and I think some of you may say well that sounds really cheesy Chris and perhaps it is but I can tell you as someone who would probably have been if I were 25 telling you that that this is cheesy and silly who now at 41 can really appreciate that, really appreciate that because it does bring me a lot of joy. And I was, I had a really slow long run. I guess it was just over a week ago on a Sunday. It was a hot day. It was post 4th of July. I'd had probably a little bit too much to drink on 4th of July and had to do my long run on Sunday, got up early to do it. And it was a little bit not quite ready for it and just struggling on a warm, humid morning here. And went really slowly that day, at least relative to what I normally do. But just kind of leaned into that and embraced it and really enjoyed the run in spite of the fact that it was one of my slowest and easiest 18-milers, easiest in terms of pace, 18-milers I've ever run. And... Um, it's funny because I'm now talking about it eight days later because I'm really appreciative of the fact that I got to move through space in that way on that day. And it's a run that I'll probably remember for a while because it was a reminder for me of even when some of the things aren't fun or suck. And on that day, it was not feeling super sharp and having temperatures and humidity that were pretty brutal but I was able to still find the good in it, find the joy in it by being observant, by noticing the details, by being thankful for the things that I did get to experience as a part of that run 
and and it was frankly beautiful. And so that's one thing is you can lean into this idea of running just because you can do it. And what does that give you? What does that allow you? What does that provide in experiences, in sensations, in feelings and thoughts and experience that is beautiful? So lean into that. We'll talk in a second about how to do that and and how to really take advantage of that because it does require a little bit of work. Second thing, so that's reason number one, run just because. Reason number two, run because you're keeping your eye on the big prize, whatever your your big prize is. And your big prize might be running a PR, it might be finishing a marathon or half marathon, and maybe you got you got sidetracked from that because of the cancellation of races. It could be about a Boston qualifier. Whatever that goal is for you, that next big goal, keep your eye on that prize. And yeah, it may not come this fall. You may not have the opportunity to take your shot this fall, but you will have that opportunity again. And so maybe now it's time to start planning for that because, and I'm just thinking out loud here, but you could plan for maybe a race next fall. Because we're not, I mean, we're 15 months away, potentially 16 months away from races next fall that you got to believe will happen. And you can put together a plan to build to next fall. Now that's going to have you even more ready than you would have been this fall to go swing for the fences on that big goal. And as someone who often plans in 18 and 24 month blocks of time and who believes as a coach that you should do that, you can actually piece together a plan between now and then that might have chunks of three to four months that would get you ready to really crush whatever can come next fall. And if you chunk that up into smaller pieces, into smaller blocks of work that have specific process goals associated with them, then I'm telling you, that can be incredibly motivating because it means you'll be that much more prepared to go for that goal when you have the shot. And so... That's another thing here is keep your eye on the big prize and put it where you realistically believe it will happen and then work backwards as to what are the, the, the pieces that you need to work on between then and now. And if that's a marathon next fall, you may not be able to race a marathon between now and then, but you can do other things in smaller chunks of time that are going to allow you to really swing for the fences when you get that chance. And so that could be you know, incorporating strength that could be building mileage in a way you never have. That could be training for that fast 5k because you've neglected the 5k distance for a while. And that 5k distance you can do virtually. It could mean prepping for a virtual half marathon because you've neglected that and your half marathon PR doesn't match up with the marathon PR that you might be shooting for. So there's a lot of things there, but it's not too early to be thinking about next fall and a piece together a plan to get you there and and so for me that's something i've been starting to think about you know originally i had a plan to, to potentially race boston in 2021 i'm i'm actually not gonna do that but my next marathon might now actually be next fall and as i've had and spoken about on this podcast i have a goal to go break 240 and 
the marathon that's going to require some some changes in my training, some doing things differently. And now I have plenty of time to incorporate those elements. Plus all the work that I do now is only setting up a foundation for that. So I've got my eye starting to put my eye on that big prize, which for me, even though it's further away, I can piece together into smaller steps that keep me motivated. And so that's another opportunity for those that want to start thinking ahead So that's your second one. Keep your eye on the big prize. Third one, third reason is really to lean into running as a stress or as an outlet, stress reliever or or as an outlet for whatever you might be facing right now. And, you know, I think oftentimes when I talk to athletes, first question I always ask of a new runner is why they run, why they do it. And they may not, usually when they talk to me for the first time, they don't have a big, you know, existential answer to give and that's fine. But a lot of them say I do it for stress release. I do it as an outlet for something. And I think right now in this pandemic, we're facing a lot of stress. We're facing a lot of upheaval. We're facing potentially anger over what's happening around us. And you got to have an outlet for that. And for me, early in the pandemic, I was particularly dealing with a lot of anger and frustration over the situation of being frustrated with how it was being dealt with at the at the all levels of politics. I was frustrated and I'm still to some degree frustrated with how other individuals are making decisions, which will ultimately affect us all in terms of not doing their part to control this pandemic. So I've got anger and I was using running as an outlet to process that as well as to just let it go so that I could create balance internally and move on with my own life. And again, that's not about a big goal. That's not about chasing something, but it's just about giving yourself a space where you can relieve a safety valve, so to speak, where you can relieve the relieve the pressure that might be building up for you. And I would encourage you to just lean into that, you know, take those thoughts, those angers, those frustrations, bring them into the run, but then let them go while you're out there because somehow, some way through moving by moving through space, those things start to dissipate and no, it's not a solution or, or a thing that will solve everything. I fully admit that. And I understand that some of you may be facing stresses and challenges that are much bigger than, than can be solved just by going on a run. So I'm not trying to minimize anything anybody might be facing, but I'm just telling you that generally in my life, when I have stress build up, when I have anger build up, getting out and moving has helped me process, dissipate, and has been a good pressure relief release valve for me so that I can come back a little bit lighter than when I started. So that's the third reason is really leaning into running as an outlet for stress and anger. Fourth is if you're not wanting to think about the big prize that I just mentioned, but you need a new prize, something that's a little bit closer in something that you can touch more tangibly now 
then find another goal. Find another goal that you can lean into right now that's going to get you excited that may not or that does not look like running a race of a certain time and and distance and you know how we might typically think about those things. Find another goal, one that you can go after on your own, perhaps. So that could be potentially building up to run more miles in a week than you've ever run by starting a full-on base training program that could be building up to run a distance further than you've ever run. I've got an athlete in my group who's contemplating going after a 50K distance on her own because that's, for whatever reason, in her world, particularly motivating for her and would be the furthest that she's ever run. Or perhaps, you know, it's about going after a virtual PR in a distance that you don't often race that is something that could be managed without having to have an official race on the calendar. It could also be about potentially exploring running roads and trails you've never run before and trying to check the box on uh, an achievement that might look a little bit different than a race, like going to run a certain trail that you've never run and running the full distance of it or hitting a route that you've never run that might be more challenging, a hilly route or something like that, that could be a challenge you could build up to. So find something else. Find an interim goal that's going to get you excited, that gives you something to focus on, that gives you something to work towards until we can put together something more tangible in terms of an actual race goal. So that's number four. Number five, and I think this is one that's that's become an even bigger part of my life as I've gotten more consistent with running through the years and especially since I've become involved with our community here at Rogue is run for or with someone else. Run for or with someone else. So do it for others. Do it because either you're seeking camaraderie and that can come in a lot of ways right now. I've done a, I've done a phone call on the run with my AirPods where I could chat with somebody early in the pandemic about whatever we wanted to chat about. So it was a way to connect. Now I am back to running safely in small groups with reasonable distancing outside. And that's providing connection that has been really powerful right now. And, and it gets me motivated to get out there because I'm enjoying that community and connection. And it's one of the few places in my life that I can get it from people outside of my household and, and in my opinion, do it safely. So, so that's something I'm really, really leaning into and is providing motivation for me right now. And that could be something that provides motivation for you, whether you're doing it in person with somebody or doing it via your, your wireless headphones with a phone in your pocket or in your spy belt. That may be a way to get out there. And if that's your thing, then maybe you need to find somebody who can help hold you accountable who can be a partner in crime, so to speak, in getting out there that you check on each other. Even if you're not running together or not talking on every run, maybe you're checking in post run to say, Hey, did you get it done? I got mine done. And holding that other person accountable because sometimes we need each other. 
we need each other. And so that's another reason to run is to do it for others, to help motivate them. I can tell you that in my community as a coach, early on in the pandemic, one of the things I was leaning on, especially for my long runs, which early on I was not very motivated to do, I was leaning on this idea that I needed to do my long runs in order to set an example for others in our community so that they would be motivated to go get their work done. And I don't hold that up to elevate myself at all. I actually hold that up to thank my community for providing that motivation to me to get out there because if it wasn't for them and wanting to do it for and with them, then I'm not sure that I would have been able to get that bowl rolling on my long runs. And now I'm really actually enjoying the long runs, even though it's hot and humid here. So those are five reasons to potentially lean into. There are certainly others. And if you have a story to tell about what really is motivating you right now, I'd love to hear it. You can always email me at chris at roguerunning.com. All right, so let's talk about five tools to put to work, five tools to put to work that will hopefully help you take some of these reasons and purposes into action and create sustainable momentum with your running even though, again, it's hard potentially to stay motivated with those races off the calendar. So five tools. First tool, write it down. Write down and share. Write down and share. So think about these things that I laid out. Think about your own reasons. Write them down and share it with somebody close to you that can be not only somebody who can test the thinking you have and who knows you and can say, ah, is that really why you're doing this? Or, you know, or ask questions about some of the reasons there, but can also then help you potentially refine it as well as help you live it. So I would say, number one, write it down so you have it for yourself and then share it with somebody else so that it becomes more real. And when you write it down, if this is something that's important to you that you believe is going to give you that fire, put it somewhere prominent so you can see it. Put it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on the dash of your car and your consoles. You see it if you happen to drive every day. Put it in a place where you're going to see it, where it's going to be a reminder for you. Again, that might sound cheesy to you, but I promise it works. If you're feeding yourself that motivation Every day in small ways, it's programming your brain to think positively, to have an affinity for what you do when you get out there because of the subtle messaging that comes with just reminding yourself of why you're doing it. So write it down, share it, put it somewhere prominent so that you can be reminded as frequently as possible about what's going to get you out there day in and day out. So that's number one. Number two, create and use a gratitude journal. I was reminded recently in a conversation with James Dodds about gratitude journals and that concept, something he's been using in his own life, something that Dina Castor mentioned in her book, Let Your Mind Run, as something that was critical to her own running journey was having a gratitude journal and taking time every day 
to write down something that you are thankful for. And I would say I would do things in that related to life as well as related to running. If running is an important part of it, then write down both things. What are you thankful for each day? What's one little nugget in a very tough time that you can latch onto that made you smile on the runs, even if they're bad runs, even if you don't like the heat and humidity, even if it's as slow as you've ever run, write down something, something you noticed, something you're thankful for. And again, that process, that practice, that gratitude practice gradually starts to program your brain, reprogram your brain from thinking about the negative things, the things that would push you away from running or perhaps the things that would be demotivating about running right now and starts to have your mind focus on the positive things, the good things, the stuff that brings you joy as a part of this journey. And again, might sound cheesy, but I promise you it works. I promise you it works if you start to put it into practice. So get a gratitude journal, write something down every single day. What are you thankful for in life? What are you thankful for from your running? What's one thing that you noticed that was a pretty cool thing that day, regardless of whatever else may have been crappy? So put that practice to work. Gratitude journal number two. Number three, and I've talked about this before, but I would say this is more of a tactic, and that's to maintain a laser focus on the present. Maintain a laser focus on the present. Once you've done this work, to think about your purpose and prepare for the future, just focus on the now. Focus on the next step. Focus on the next run. Don't beat yourself up over mystery, missing yesterday's run. Don't get in your head about what's going to get you out to run tomorrow. Just focus on that next step. Do today's run. Take the next step. Go the next mile. Do it in a way that allows you to get through it. And then face what's next when it comes. So hard to do that. It's so hard to do that, especially in times like these where there's a lot of uncertainty and where you have a lot of things circulating that might have your normal equilibrium thrown off. But it is just so critical to take those moments of worry, to take those moments of anxiety, to take those moments where you're not sure or where you're thinking or maybe get lost in your thinking about, well, when will races happen again? How can I be motivated? There's nothing coming down the pipeline. When you get caught up in those thoughts, just focus on what's next. Focus on that next step, that next run, that next workout. Get that done. Check that box and then keep doing it. And if you miss it, fine. That's okay. We're all going to have those bad days or those days where we just don't get out there. Leave it in the past. You can't go change it. Focus on now. Get today's work done. And then keep doing that day after day. And if you take little steps each day, I promise you that will build momentum that will create a snowball of activity and action that will eventually lead to something great. Because no matter what, work done on any day right now, regardless of if it's perfect or consistent, is still going to matter, still going to stay with you and will pay off at some point down the road. So keep that laser focus on the present. Fourth thing, and this was actually mentioned related to a different topic, but mentioned in my 
clean store or our clean sport collective podcast interview that we posted yesterday with Sonia Richards Ross, the great 400 meter runner at the end. She talked about just keeping it fun, keeping it fun. So that's my fourth tactic for you is find ways to keep it fun, to mix it up. This was a huge tactic for me early on in the pandemic. And it was really all about what am I going to enjoy today? And that for me manifested in different ways. It was about running different routes. It was about mixing it up sometimes with little fartlicks and speed things that I did just to keep it interesting. It was about jumping on a call with my friend Kate Barrett to have a chat with her during my run one day. There were lots of little things, but it was all about what do I want to do that's fun? Gravitate towards those things. And don't do the things that you're not enjoying right now. Because if you focus on keeping it fun, if you take steps towards those things that you're enjoying right now, then that will build momentum for everything else. And I can say for me, one thing I recognize about my big goal of breaking sub 240 is that I need to have a more sustainable strength program, like heavy lifting program in my training. That's a big box I need to check. I haven't been motivated to do it. I just haven't. So I haven't focused there because my focus has been on staying with the things that I'm enjoying, the fun stuff. But I will tell you, after several months of doing that and checking the box on the things that I'm enjoying and finding ways to seek pleasure with the run, now I'm actually finding motivation. I'm starting to have this desire in me to go start adding the strength component really into my world and it's building organically and I'm still letting letting it build, but I'm starting to plan for when I start to incorporate that into my training because I can feel the motivation building to add it in. And that's pretty cool because it's coming organically and it's, and it's coming on the back of doing other things that I enjoyed and really f- saying laser focused on that. And so for you, it may come in different ways. Could mean hitting the trails. Could mean running routes that you haven't run. Could mean doing something crazy. One day I did a really hilly course in Austin, hit some of the biggest hills in Austin. Did it really in a at a slow pace. But I found for whatever reason, that was fun for me on that day. And it actually served to help motivate me for other things. And so find a way to keep it fun right now. Don't forget to smile. We do this because we enjoy it at the at the simplest level. And you really want to tap into that. Okay, that's the fourth thing. Fifth thing about finding motivation is seeking it from others. I talked a little bit about running for and with someone. But this is also where I think it's important to observe what others are doing and use that to feed your own fire, to stoke your own fire. I will tell you, watching Shelby Houlihan's race this weekend, which they live streamed, and I ended up watching the replay because it was a West Coast time, couldn't stay up that late, but I watched the replay and watching what she was able to accomplish, setting that American record, knowing that her training couldn't have been perfect during the pandemic was actually really motivating for me, following some of the elites that I've been following to to hear about what they've been doing during the pandemic has been motivating for me. Seeking inspiration from athletes of all types and kinds and from all places has been really motivating. 
for me. And, and so that's something that I would seek out to, if I were you is find examples of those athletes and they could be famous elite athletes, or they could also just be those athletes that are around you, those friends or those local athletes that you know about and can look up to, look at them, see what they're doing, find motivation in the motivation of others because the inspiration in our community broadly, and I'm not just talking about fast runners, is so rich if you're willing to seek it out and and lean into it and dig into it. I could tell you that I am highly motivated by all athletes in our road community right now. I don't care what pace you run. I'm highly motivated by seeing those athletes get out and do the work in spite of I know what our big challenges right now. And that feeds my fire. That gets me going. That keeps me going out there. And I'm also motivated by watching elites like Shelby Houlihan do it and watch them smash big goals in spite of all of the challenges that they're facing as well. That is what it's all about. I get goosebumps even talking about it. So seek that out. Some of you may say, well, I don't want to. It's not motivating for me because seeing others thrive perhaps in the sport while I'm struggling is hard. And I totally get that perspective too. But then I would say for you, then I would focus on those athletes maybe who have also struggled some and who have been able to work through that. So lean into the type of motivation from others that's going to resonate with you. And don't be afraid to dig into that, to seek it out because it may not look the same for everybody and that's absolutely okay. So seek motivation from others and it could be as simple as just having conversations with some of your best running friends, asking them how they're doing and using those conversations to feed and stoke your own fire. So there you go. Five reasons to run right now and five potential tools to put to work to stay motivated because yeah, we're going to be grinding for a little bit here, y'all. And that's okay. You are ready for it. I am here for you each week to help you through it. You have a massive community surrounding you as well. And I know you can do it. So lean into that. And if you have thoughts, questions, or if you need help, don't hesitate to reach out. Chris at roguerunning.com. I would love to do what I can. And I will keep doing what I can every week through this podcast. So with that, I will wrap episode 191. As always, you can check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Rogue Running. Until next time, we will talk to you soon.